Hi, I'm Jacques. And I'm Brendan. We are in Greek, Greek Riots, Riots, and, and this is Wish Police Radio. <laughs>
right, welcome to Rich Police Radio. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm here with uh, a couple of returning guests. Uh, you guys uh, haven't been on since November of last year, but uh, two-fifths of Greek Riots. That's yeah. right. So, We're uh, here. Yeah, uh, last time everyone from the band was here, which is a little bit nuts, but yeah, it was this might be more manageable, I think. Uh, we decided to downgrade. Yeah. Not just the interview, actually the whole band. It's yeah. just... <laughs> I would say downgrade, downsize. Yeah, yeah, downsize. Was just like vocals, guitar, and keyboard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, two of the five of you are here, yeah. and uh, just like we did last time, to do the whole, put a name to the voice, maybe we just introduce yourselves, and then people will know who's talking. Absolutely. I am Jacques, and I play guitar, and I sing for Greek Riots. And I'm Brendan, I play keyboards and do backups. Cool. And, and you do some leads now, we've promoted him, he does yeah, some I've lead on I've started songs. doing more writing, oh, that's and cool. doing more singing, so that's... Um, terrifying. So now he's cooler than just a keyboardist. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when you start from a baseline of about zero. <laughs> just kidding. So last time you were on here, uh, you were promoting an album that was about to come out, and you're kind of doing the same thing now. I mean, you've got another, another new CD, That is exactly so. what we're doing, actually. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what, what can you tell me with the new record? Because that's, I mean, that's what we're hearing. Uh, the new record, it's coming out June 26th. We're playing at the Park Theater this time. We kind of, a bit, a bit of a bigger stage. Yeah, um, hopefully a bigger audience, because, yeah. uh, well, it's been a year, and we've been working towards, uh, yeah. like, really, not necessarily polishing the sound itself, but just, like, the technicality of the writing. Yeah. So, uh, we got a few more tracks this time. It's not necessarily a full length. It was going to be, but we wound up just dropping a song because we felt that it didn't really fit. So, how many songs have you got? Uh, we got six. Yeah. Is that, what technically qualifies as an EP? Oh, we don't I, know. I never know. It always seems like something, because uh, uh, six songs sometimes are released as an album. So I, I know it, it has something to do with, like, a, a time, Is like, the duration... Of the whole thing as a like as a whole. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like uh, at this point, it would be considered a full length, but just very starkly. Right. Yeah, yeah. You just just crossed the line of full. Yeah, length. yeah. just barely. We yeah. scooted in there. But are you calling it an EP then? Is that what? Uh, we were calling it an album for the longest time, but now it's just sort of in this like nebulous gray area where yeah, we, I mean, are, we just want to release yeah. music. We are music releasing content. Yeah, music is yeah. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. There is new content and um, actually really cool uh, while we we're recording. Um, it's like a lot more of like an honest expression of our sound now because the last time like we did work with like a very very well he was he was good but he was also like a very polished producer yeah well, I seem to remember the last time I talked to you guys you were very uh, talking a lot about how he kind of gave you direction and things like that on, on, on the sound yeah, yeah, yeah he really mentored us and this time it was a lot more yeah we kind of we kind of like went out on our own yeah. and we we took each of the songs and we produced them ourselves like we sat down in our band space and we had all the song names written up that we wanted and we were like this is what works this is what doesn't work this is what we're going to work on let's try some different things here and there yeah like we really put them under the knife ourselves which was uh is like, it self like, self produced too like, oh totally yeah yeah which was a daunting experience yeah i'm 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 very i'm proud of it yeah as well just cuz it's like you know our own our first little thing that we worked on ourselves really yeah uh but yeah june 26th at the park theater uh the middle children uh Release EP or CD, you be the judge. Yeah, and we're much. playing with uh, a couple three, of great bands, three really good bands, and also a fourth guest that we just put on the bill. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ben Figler um, okay. as somebody language. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. going to be playing acoustically in the lobby between sets. Uh, we've also got uh, the most recent United Fiber, uh, Mabel's Flight. Yeah, up right. and comers, Mabel's Flight. They're yeah. super tight. And that was kind of how you guys got on too, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we actually asked them to come on because we went to the United Fiber thing. The night of, actually. Yeah, and we, we saw them play and we were like, these guys are really great. Yeah. Uh, so we just were like, we can definitely make some room on the bill. Do you guys want to play? So we got Mabel's Flight, Mobina Galore, who you oh, guys yeah, know. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You've definitely had them on the show before. Yeah. 
And uh, some favorites of ours, yeah, too. Yeah, a personal, personal favorite of several of the bands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we love all the bands we asked to play, obviously. Course, yeah, yeah, but uh, Moontan, which is kind of nice, because we just played their release for course, New Age Renegade. Favor, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know, exactly. And Adrian's bass tone is just minty fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, but that is a quote that you can use, Moontan. Minty, minty fresh. fresh. It's good, I like it. I like it. So what, I mean, what's changed? Has anything changed as far as the overall sound? Obviously, the production is different because you're kind of a... DIY thing on your, your end, but, um, but as far as what the actual band sounds like, uh, I remember last time as well, we had a real hard time pinning down what actual style of music you guys played, and we just, I think, went with indie rock because it's just, uh, we <laughs> still have no yeah, idea. I, I think we still got to keep that peg of indie rock over us. Whatever that means. Yeah, like, whatever it may mean to you. Um, is there anything different, any different influences that are creeping in that you can, that you kind of notice on the record that uh, um, maybe worked on the first one, or... I don't know, a little... I think well, we, we do have the introduction of an entirely new, and I say new in quotation marks, instrument, which was, um, uh, about a year back, I picked up a, a synth. Oh, right on. And yeah. uh, we started cramming that in wherever we could. Uh, so, the, yeah, it's, I guess the synth is making its debut <laughs> appearance. Yeah, and I also joke, it's, I promise it's used very tastefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know, I mean, we still kind of, like, kept the same... St- style a little bit yeah. but we we've grown as musicians and as songwriters and i think the music really like reflects that okay. it's more uh, technical and a bit more like um I, I would say like i think i might have used the same expression on the last time we did this interview but um like it is getting the writing's getting a lot more deliberate okay yeah and uh like everything's more intentional like when we first started we were obviously like, trying to feel things out as musicians together yeah definitely and um everyone was still trying to show off but um I think, like, as an expression of us musically, this record's going to be a lot, I would say, techier, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Does that, I mean, do you mean just in, ter- in terms of the actual, like, the songwriting itself, like, the actual instrument playing, it's more, kind of more advanced, or do you, like, I mean... I wouldn't say advanced, just sort of, like, learning, um... Lankier? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe for Duncan. Uh, uh, I would say it's a lot more subtle, like, the sound is okay. still very large and sort of anthemic, but, um, like, mm-hmm. learning, like... We've kind of like lend ourselves to each other and help accent the group as a whole rather than specific instruments, I guess. Like we we know a little bit better now. We kind of we did touch on this the last time, but we know a little bit better now that like when to back off as yeah, each yeah. instrument. And like I said, Brendan started sharing some of the lead vocal duties. Uh, That's cool. So yeah, we're just continuously growing. And you know, there's a couple elements that I think we've drawn a little bit more on for this album. Like we really tried to work out some good harmonies between me and Brendan. Yeah, we spent a lot of time, especially, like, trying to capture, like, some really solid, like, vocal, I guess. Yeah, I guess... Complimenting vocals. Yeah, and we, we were kind of trying to, like, recreate the live feel. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big thing for the album, like, recently recording, is, like I said, we wanted, like, a more honest reproduction of, like, our sound as a band, because, like, you can make anyone sound fantastic in a studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just, like, we went for that more, like, raw sort of... Not necessarily underproduced, but something like, like I said, a more honest representation of us. Yeah. Which I think, well, I hope people like. I mean, yeah. they'll have to be the judge. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, it seems like a good, good yeah. thing. But if you guys like what you're putting with there, it's usually a sign that other people will maybe hate it. That's... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, because the record sort of runs like a weird gamut. There's a lot of, like, I would say variety this time. Yeah. Right? Like, there was last time, but it's yeah. sort of, it's more showcased in, um, like, the new recordings. There's, uh, like, some more anthemic stuff. We have something that, uh, <laughs> who was it that joked about that? They, they said, um, we have a song called Buried Alive, and someone told us it sounds like something out of a Tony oh, uh, Skater sound. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our, our buddy, um, me and Mac used to work with him, Liam. He's actually also the lead singer of Toe Odo, and we played with them 
a couple months yeah, we back played, at this What point. was it, Real Up Thursday? Yeah, a Real Up Thursday with them, and he stuck around for our set. Oh, yeah. And he was just like, man, that song totally reminded me of, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. So now we joke about it every time we play it, that it's inspired, or we wrote it about right, right. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. <laughs> I feel yeah. like those Tony Hawk games, like, it seems like a weird touch point for a lot of people. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a bit too old for it, but I find that people who are, you know, between five and ten years younger than me, they all have, oh yeah, that song from one of the Tony Hawk games. Hey, like, you what know what? It's about? totally one of those things where I think it was for the first time for a lot of people, the first time they heard something that wasn't just a radio song. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. first time they really heard something with an edge. I mean, like far be it for me to call like Rancid or No Effects like the hardest bands out there. But for like a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. at that age, when that game was coming out, it was yeah, like, it was sort of what like, is this? Yeah, like, let's like go introduction to musical discovery was definitely yeah. through like so a, lot of, a lot of video games yeah. for me. Like, uh, some of probably the most shameful bands that I actually wound up listening to <laughs> as a teenager were from the Burnout 3 soundtrack. Yeah, which you will be hearing today on the show. <laughs> uh, you are welcome. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a weird thing, though. It's like, uh, like, I do hear that a lot. I don't know how old, how old are you guys. Like, early 20s. Uh, I'm 20s? 23. Okay. I'm 24. Okay, so yeah, you guys are right in the age. Like, I'm 10 years older than you, right? So, like, for me, that stuff was like, what are you talking about, music on video games? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah, that stuff sounds like crap. It's 8-bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had an Atari 2600 when I was a kid, right? But like, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's that That's like a new, like you said, a new way of discovering music. It's really, uh, it makes sense, though. That's, oh, yeah, totally. And also like a great way for like bands like us who are trying to get their name out there, like even just lending it to like independently developed games. Oh, totally, and yeah. yeah. Videos uh, and things like that. Uh, yeah, and that's a totally something that I think that game kind of helped revolutionize, you know. Like, yeah. you hear a lot of like popular music in video games yeah. now and stuff. But I don't think it really, I, I, I don't quote me on this because I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure Tony Hawk was some of the first games that really did that, at least for that kind of music, like the punk rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. grungy, like I said, with an edge, like, let's go smash a window, don't actually, <laughs> or do it, I don't, like, I don't know. But also, like, edge in quotation marks, yeah, right, but right. we're not here to split hairs. But when you're, like, 13 or whatever, it's really Yeah, hard. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I felt hard as hell, it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, okay, so people who haven't heard the show before, the way it works is uh, we have randomly generated theme work. And last time you got pool, which is, you know, it's pretty good. This week you have fairground, which, uh, I don't know, you keep getting these kind of uh, entertainment venues, like, yeah. boards, you know? pools are fun, you have, you know, you go there to play in the pool, you go there to play the fairground. Uh, fairground might be a little bit less obvious, maybe, than pool. I course, actually so. found it a lot easier this time. Yeah, fairground was yeah. a lot easier for, for me, us. anyway, yeah. Really? I don't know, cool. I picked things in, like, a snap. Okay, well, uh, dude, do you want to you want to pick something to get it started up here? Yeah, I got a real big present for you, actually. Um, <laughs> You're I, in... uh, I used to be very heavily entrenched in um, what some would less affectionately call, um, I guess, the emo movement in high school. It, uh, there's some pictures of it on our Instagram. You can follow <laughs> us; they're really great. <laughs> or you can just add me on Facebook and check them out for yourself. They are very embarrassing. But anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's Welcome to the Black Parade by right. My Chemical right, Romance. Right, right, right. Cool, let's check it out. Oh, well, how does it fit fairground? Is that a parade? Is that like the oh, honestly, that's it. The most literal interpretation I could find, I was like, I don't know, I've been on a huge sort of emo kick again. Because like, I feel like it's come full circle, like it's been like just so forgotten about, and I, it was like pretty lame for a long time. <laughs> But uh, it's been... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But it's gotten old enough now; it's cool again. No, at least that's what we like to tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly, makes you feel better about listening to it. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, let's check it out, and we'll be back.
When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. He said, son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten and the damned? He said, will you defeat them, your demons and all the non-believers, the plans that they have made? Because one day I'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer to join the Black Parade.
super unironically uh, as far as I actually don't mind his first albums at yeah. all I just get nervous when I do interviews and admit a bunch of that <laughs> <laughs> I just should not tell people yeah, yeah. like oh people, people, hashtag loser people who have never heard your band are right now like immediately deleting like this. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh like, boy <laughs> Kanye West and my chemical romance what a treat <laughs> what, is this like, what is this terrible never mind yeah, yeah. but uh, okay so you, you knew albums coming out and um it's maybe an EP, maybe an album. Yeah, you be the judge. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it it's self-released as well, I'm guessing? Or are you... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're self-released. Oh, 100% out of pocket. Yeah, yeah. 110% out of pocket. <laughs> Overdraft, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I kind of feel like it's part of just being in a band. Totally. It's part of that, you just got to put into it, right? And I think that's... Yeah, like, I was, like, already, like, a broke, like, mid-20-year-old, but being in a band brought my poverty game to a whole new level. Getting tons back on that income tax. (laughs) (laughs) Except not. (laughs) Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that, like, a conscious thing, or are you, you, like, the DIY part of you, like, yes, we want to do it this way, or did you even make any attempt to try and... I don't think we really made any attempt at, like, shopping it around or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, in terms of just, like, recording and production, like... The songwriting's deliberate, but everything else is just kind of fumbling in the the dark. (laughs) Flying by the seat of our pants. We just, I don't know, it just felt like, I guess, I, well, there's never really been any thought into it, but I guess I've always just... record this and then... Yeah, record, get it out, and see what happens. Just try and get it out there, get people listening to it. And I mean, like, with Cavalier, it turned out pretty well for us. I mean, we charted nationally for a couple weeks on Earshot. I saw that on your Facebook page. Yeah, and, you know, it's just cool to know that somebody was listening to your stuff for however briefly it may have been right and whether they liked it or not yeah i mean like you're gonna turn the radio (laughs) off but i don't know yeah yeah, yeah, let's let's take that back second only to just like rubbing your album (laughs) in a stranger's face So, I mean, have the things changed since Cavalier, though, as far as, uh, I mean, obviously charting is great, but, like, in terms of the amount of attention you guys have got, I mean, have you seen bigger people, bigger crowds at your shows? Have you? We, we've seen some bigger crowds. Uh, 
we... Well, we started garnering attention from people who, like, have no personal relationship to us, which is... Yeah, which is really cool. I think... I kind of feel like after Cavalier was released, we spent so much time building up to the release of an album because it didn't... Like, none of us had ever released music before. And we kind of didn't really know what to do next. We, like, we played... <laughs> this is done. <laughs> you know and we were like, what now? Like, yeah. So we, we write wrote, our story. Yeah, we just wrote another album. Yeah. But we, we you know, we, we took some time to, to write new material, practice new material, kind of take a bit of a breather because, like, the months leading up to it was just so, like, band stuff, band stuff, band yeah. stuff, which is great. But you always... You kind of need to take that personal time to be like, hey, let's pull back a little bit. And we well, got, you don't want to rush into it. Yeah, yeah. And we played some cool shows. We got to play Autumn Still's uh, EP release. Yeah. yeah, something this year definitely that I don't think like we really recognized as a band was the fact that we were playing shows that, like, not in the grand scheme of things, but generally were a bit more higher profile for us. We right. played a lot of other bands' releases, which is cool, because getting, like... Like, getting fan recognition is obviously very neat, but also just getting recognition from other totally. musicians that's, in yeah, the city. Yeah, that's almost, it's almost and better in the sense that like, you probably feel validated. With yeah, yeah, and, and uh, actually, uh, Greg Rikis, Greg Rikis also did, awesome did sound for us at, at the Autumn Still show, and he sent a couple bands our way. We played for a Chicago-based band, Dowsing, Dowsing which they was phenomenal. Unreal. Like, they're kind of that, like, Captain Jazz, early 90s oh, yeah, yeah. emo before it was... Back when it was actually good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were phenomenal, and there were like 13 people at that show, so I guess like wow. the other few hundred thousand people in Winnipeg really missed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we played with another Montreal band that was also sent our way by him uh, called Gasoline. Okay. And they were also phenomenal. Yeah, they were great. They were kind of like a the French Strokes. Oh, yeah. It was just, cool, cool. it was a really cool show. Yeah, I have like an ongoing one-sided love affair with their guitarist, so <laughs> yeah. if he ever hears yeah. this, I just really wanted to know that it's platonic, but very, <laughs> very real. Yeah, please answer his letters. Yeah. It's going to freak us out. <laughs> Well, that's cool, though. It's, yeah, and I mean, I mean, someone like Greg Rikas, too, is, I mean, he's been on our show as well. I've known him for a long time, but I mean, he's like a machine for touring and promoting. And oh, like yeah, shows. he's like, crazy. So for a guy like that to want to like, help you guys out, that's, I mean, you're doing something right. You know? yeah. yeah, I mentioned on several occasions to the rest of the guys it was super flattering that he kept like... Yeah, yeah, and totally, like, like, even yeah. just beyond the fact that having anybody come up and be like, yo, we like your music, yeah. is just a great feeling, right? Because obviously we do it for ourselves, but there's like a part of you that always wants Definitely, the yeah. grander public to enjoy it as well. And, yeah, so, I mean, each of those shows weren't necessarily attended super great. Yeah. Like, the attendance was kind of low, but I, I put that more towards the fact that they were, like, kind of weekdays. Winnipeg's a weird spot to tour into. I feel like a lot of people kind of take it for granted, right? And they, they come through on a Monday or a Tuesday, and that's just how it lined up, because they're yeah. trying to get to Montreal or Toronto or Calgary or and one of the bigger cities. they're to make some stops along the way. Yeah, yeah. right? you got to get gas money somehow. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, um, yeah, because if, like, well, I said this, if Dowsing was playing on a weekend, like, they would have been, like, the thing to do. Right. Oh, for sure. They yeah, played the Windsor. Or, gonna, you know, yeah, and it was a Tuesday night, yeah. actually. And, it, oh, man, I was sick, too. Just awful. Yeah, it was interesting. But it was, like, a really great show, and the guys were really cool and everything. And, like, I love their music. Cool. Have you guys done much touring? We've no. done zero touring zero. because vans are expensive. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah and, <laughs> and can, none of us can actually drive. Well, Mac can drive and Seamus can... Most of us can't, though. Yeah, yeah. A solid 60%, which is pretty shameful. Oh, like, I have driven. <laughs> <laughs> I know like, of cars. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this. I, yeah. <laughs> 
But, uh... <laughs> well, that's not dead my trash. <laughs> you said everything I was going to. <laughs> uh, is that in the cards, though? Like, is that something you Yeah, yeah, with? we've been looking at vans and stuff on Kijiji, and people just want ridiculous amounts of money for their piece of crap Oh vans. my god, I know more about vans than I've learned in the past six months than I've known about probably, like, my own instruments, uh, yourself. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything more about vans than I did before, but... <laughs> I've been the one mainly searching, and I can tell you that people for sale by owner vehicles are just the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. They're like, it's, it's missing an engine and seven doors. Because yeah. <laughs> apparently it's a seven door van. Just yeah. roll with the joke. It makes yeah. sense. I've seen them on Kijiji. People yeah. $5,000 from them. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, it's like, we just, not asking much. Just like ten grand in your firstborn yeah. son. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and they won't yeah. budge too. No bartering. Like, really? The thing's falling apart. You could cut me a little bit of slack. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I guess, once you get to, once you find a good van... Yeah, yeah, or you know, I'm like, yeah, whichever. Yeah, yeah. Don't admit to it on radio. <laughs> I'm not admitting to anything yet. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's like, you, you definitely want a reliable vehicle before you yeah. head out across the vast expanse of the prairies in Canada. I, I think that's where we differ, though, because I've kind of romanticized the idea of breaking down on the side of a highway and spending three days in a ditch. See, there's uh, nothing romantic out of that. That sounds awful. <laughs> trying to get to the next show by hitchhiking or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, oh, good, we have zero food. bars, yeah. no food. Yeah. And nobody will stop. We'll have to start eating each other. <laughs> well, long you like, realistically, it wouldn't take very long. <laughs> just, like, one yeah, hour. Yeah. Yeah. Like, around so. noon, we'd get a little peckish and probably start eyeing up Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> you got some tasty fingers there, Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we love Seamus, yeah. of course. Just about, like, the cartoon chicken hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> So your tour is gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, We're in a real treat to be around yeah. each other. Like, oh, we've already talked about it. Me and Duncan have had like numerous speculative conversations about going on tour, and we acknowledge the fact that I think himself as well as myself are going to get in a lot of trouble. Of course, this is mischievous boy-like yeah, trouble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, shenanigans, not yeah, not misdemeanors like, and felonies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pick a, a song to keep this going with the uh, Fairground theme. And when I first thought of the, the word, I had a couple things that came to mind. That, uh, and there were songs I didn't really like, so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play that. I mean, it fits the theme, but I'm not going to do it. And then I remembered I, um, I had this album. Uh, one of the guys who co-hosts the show sometimes, like maybe once every few months, is Rob Crooks. I don't know if you are familiar with his music. He he raps. He does like some really interesting kind of synthy, uh, sampley stuff. I think, I, I think I've seen you share it on the like Witch Police yeah, page I mean, and stuff there, like that. I, the first band I was ever in was in 1995. He sang, I play guitar. And, like, you know, I've been friends with him forever. And his music is great. It's really, really awesome. But, like, a lot of creative people, and especially because he's a solo act, he records tons and tons of shit that never gets released. Like, he just has, I don't even know how many tapes or, you know, discs or albums, whatever that he has of unreleased music. And there's this one album that he did maybe 10 or 12 years ago that at the time was called Misogyny, the title of the album. I don't know if it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a name anymore. Whatever. I have a copy of it on my computer, and I remember there's a couple songs that touch on Fairgrounds. And they're really, really good. But this is stuff that has never been heard by the general public. Like, he's never released it anywhere. You and all heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I think he should release it. I'm gonna, kinda, not, now that I've remembered about it, I'm going to bug him. Yeah, you're going to like push it on him, <laughs> yeah. too. Like, well, you've already released a single. <laughs> yeah, it's been heard on the radio. Right? Yeah. And it, it's really, really good. And like, uh, I think a lot of people sort of know him more lately anyway. Uh, he put out an album called Hearts on Marathon of Dope. And it was uh, basically him singing over like somebody was playing live on a sampler and they like make playing beats live and everything with the sampler and it was, it was really really interesting but it was um i guess like the single from that was almost like a punk song played with samples 
and it's very kind of limited amount of lyrics, very sing-along, very catchy. I'm already so into this. It's really, really good. But this is from a lot earlier, and uh, it's really, really storytelling rap, and uh, the the whole album is super dark, super personal, which maybe why he didn't release it, I'm not sure. Uh, But uh, the song, I don't know what it's called, Uh, it's the seventh track on the album, (laughs) but it deals with... Track seven, name. Track (laughs) seven, and uh, it's a story about uh, the history of this piece of jewelry um, that he, or the narrator of the song, I don't know if he's, it's himself, has obtained, and it's kind of like this weird history of how he ended up getting this thing, and the first owner of it won it in a fairground, and that's where the fairground thing ties in. And it's a really, really cool song, and uh, I hope he releases the album, because it's great. Right on, I'm excited to hear it. history a little memory of all the things she's given me she found it in the exchange in a goodwill store an insignificant 50 cents she took it for she'd think about its history passing the time she would admire it can't be designed it's assembled to resemble a cowboy belt its value sentimental in alloy metals manufactured in pittsburgh in the mid 40s one of 50 units shipped northwest it landed in Grand Forks for the annual carnival Where a young man had on his face a smile on his arm, a girl The perfect first date that you could afford at the time He tested his strength and was awarded a prize A little trinket, a simple ring for his date's finger She wore it home that night as the new love lingered But soon first love will fade and people are pulling away And the young girl went north of the border to a city called Winnipeg She married a banker who would never thank her that love grew into rancor Essentially, he died of a heart attack Eventually, she followed a year later Each three quarters of a century And when Goodwill purchased furniture Products at the store They found a box of cheap jewelry At the bottom of the drawer I have a present for you, she said Well, I have a dirty mind And was thinking about my penis She presented me with this stinky trinket That even only fits on my pinky finger Now this ring is my only accessory Caught in the present tense with the memory of the sentiments And when she's gone and I can't find her I have everything I never gave her as a reminder
So that was a song by Rob Perks that I don't know the title of, but I love it, and uh, I hope he releases that album. It, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, me too. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was like saying while we were listening to it, I love that creepy sounding beats thing. Yeah. Like I think, like yeah, a couple sinister discord and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a couple groups are kind of like going back to that stuff. It's, yeah, it's really good. They're really kind of yeah. grimy, dark. Yeah, I love it. And like uh, you know, I always uh, I have lots of friends who play music, obviously, and I try to encourage people to listen to all of them. But I mean, Rob, you know, I played first time I ever played in a band was with him. So and his music has been great pretty much from then until now. So I always recommend him like very extremely highly. It's awesome stuff, and everyone should listen to him immediately. Sweet, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And you know, fit the fairground theme because yeah. the story of the ring. But yeah, yeah. I don't know, I feel like I haven't heard a lot of rap lately that, I mean, it still exists, of course, but that is storytelling like that. I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, there's so many different subgenres of rap now, too, that that, that is a thing. That happens. Yeah. And I don't know, it seems like uh, a lot of stuff is really, really minimal and kind of not going to that much depth. I mean, it's, obviously club rap is extremely minimal, but even a lot of more <laughs> underground stuff that I've heard is kind of just, yeah. it's really sparse, you know, and like it's... <coughs> I often like to listen to a lot of stuff that's just really heavy yeah. lyrics and tells it. I'm definitely like not an expert on a lot of rap, but I like I, I don't regularly listen to it, but I think one kind of group that I've heard that kinda like falls into that mantra like a little bit. Run is, the drools. It, yeah, run yeah, the drools. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I like I couldn't even name a song off to save my life, but I've I've heard them in the background and was yeah. like, Oh, that's pretty like Because Jordan always insists on playing them because yeah. he's in love with them. Yeah, my buddy, our buddy Jordan is a avid rap fan, so he educates me in the ways of rap every time I see him, so that just takes you to school. Uh, with a K for sure. <laughs> school. Get out. You're fired. I'm doing this interview solo. <laughs> so I mean is there a... What are you guys listening to right now? I mean, that's just a good... Father-son. Yeah, I was actually yeah, just going to say... Yeah, Jacques and I are on a huge father-son kick. I'm not sure, like, how deeply you feel about it. I, I'm pretty into it. I was I was looking for new music. Every once in a while, I kind of go through, like, oh, I, I've listened to this song so many times, yeah. I need to just wipe the slate clean and find something new. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was looking through this list, the, like, randomly compiled list. I can't remember what magazine... Gave it out, but it was a uh, hundred South by Southwest. Yeah, it was a hundred oh, bands, hundred top bands to see at South by Southwest, and I was just kind of going through each one. They had like a single song sampler, oh, and yeah, I was like, okay, uh, not really into this. Go to the next one, and Father Son was on there. They're Scottish three piece from Glasgow. Yep, and they're just great. Cool. They're just super cool. The guy's got a voice of a Scottish angel. He actually, he <laughs> does remind me of Dallas Green, but oh, yeah? very, very heavily Scottish. In the accent. accent. Oh, it's super audible. Yeah, the great thing is, like, I, I know Jacques does this too, and I like to do it. I like to listen to music until I just hate it. Yeah, like, yeah, just I over do over Yeah, just, it's all I listen to right now. I, uh, I actually downloaded Spotify because okay. I felt guilty trying to steal their music yeah, and yeah, also yeah. because I couldn't find enough seeds for the <laughs> That's the main reason. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, that's, ex- mm, well. Uh, <laughs> guilty. Uh, but I've just been, like, on repeat, shuffle, all of the stuff they have out on Spotify and, um, it's just great. I like to use Jacques as my musical filter because I'm far too lazy to discover my own music. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will not hesitate to just shove music down people's yeah, yeah. throats every chance I get. Yeah, we actually, he showed me a band that we both super, super love that's more pop punky. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Four Years Strong. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely a pop punk name for sure. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. It's totally one of those, like, straight up 
Blink-182 yeah. is their biggest influence, yeah, yeah. so I just love it. Yeah, it's one of those bands, too, where you have, like, an image of the artists in your head, yeah. and yeah. when you finally see them, it completely defies all preconceptions. It's... Four giant dudes with beards. That's all yeah, they're yeah, they're from Boston, Massachusetts. And they've got like these. They they joke around and call themselves Beard Core, oh, yeah. and they just all have these gigantic beards. Yeah, all, four like, six beards feet strong. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're, like I've been listening to all sorts of stuff lately. Like I've been kind of getting back into like the punk rock roots that I used yeah. to listen to. I've been listening to like a lot of fucked up, like David Comes to Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even some Alexis on Fire. I've gotten into like some of the pop punk stuff. Uh, Father Son's a big one right now. I'm just, I'm all over the place musically. Like, from day to day, it yeah. changes. The one consistent one right now is for sure Father Son. Yeah. That I've been listening to a lot. Do you feel when you get on a kick of something? Because I know what you mean. Like, I can, something, I'll hear some song I haven't heard in years, and all of a sudden I need to go back and listen to every album that I've been. Like, when you do stuff like that, does that bleed into your music at all? Like, do you, oh, I've been listening to this punk rock stuff, and all of a sudden the next song you write is. Has... I think, I definitely think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, for sure. One of the. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it definitely bleeds into it. I mean, like, we're writing this one song right now that Duncan actually brought to practice and we've kind of been, like, fooling around. It's, it's kind of like a way more punkier kind of feel than what we normally do. Yeah, yeah. But we, like, we have a couple songs, like... Oh, actually, I, um, I've been listening to a lot of Motion City soundtrack, okay. which is that same kick that we were talking about, and a lot of the synth that I've been writing is super influenced by their okay. synth player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially for the song that Jock's talking about that we're currently working on, that's, uh, yeah, the whole synth line is entirely influenced by that one guy. Um, it definitely, like, it's hard not to, right? Yeah, if, you're, exactly. if you have any sort of creative outlet, you pull inspiration from everything. Like, I've listened to stuff after writing a song, right. and notice, like, oh, this is very clearly influenced by yeah, that. Like, but it's not obvious when you're putting it yeah, 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 when I'm putting it together, right? Yeah. And it's just kind of, it's kind of neat, and it, like, it all makes sense in hindsight, yeah, but yeah. what doesn't, right? Yeah, it's just, it's interesting for me, because I've never really felt myself when I was doing writing to be directly influenced by anything that I was listening to, but that's because a lot of the bands that I have been listening to just don't have keyboard. Right, so yeah, you um, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's almost a compliment, though, with, like, two bands, when, when someone... Pulls and you recognize it, like it's oh, that's that's really cool. Unless it's a direct ripoff, but if it's something, yeah, yeah. it's clearly kind of like this guy has this album. You know, it's. Uh, I remember reading something about um, London Calling, and one reviewer said like the reason it was such an iconic album is be over the previous Clash albums is because this is the album where you kind of see all of Joe Strummer's record collection. Like, yeah, yeah. There's so many different influences on there. Oh, it's yeah, like, like brand new Cadillac. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. straight reggae. Yeah. You're, you're talking my, my spiel right now with London Calling. That's one of the yeah, great albums. Brendan, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to London Calling all the way through or really paid any... I'm going to lay some knowledge on you that you might not know about me, <laughs> but London Calling was the third album I ever bought. Oh, tight. We're so, high-fiving. eat me. <laughs> yeah, London Calling's a sweet album. I think just so many great songs yeah. off of it. But you can you can pick the pieces of what he's been listening. Oh yeah, to. absolutely. Like, oh, he's in the country here. He's in the reggae here. He's in the ska here. He's listening to rockabilly over there. Like it's and it all, but it all gets melded into like yeah, this yeah. amazing, unique, yeah. original thing. That's, that's an interesting like take on it. Like you get to see Joe Strummer's music collection. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to give that a re-listen now and see what's up. Uh, I was gonna say that like um, when we're playing, there's a lot going on in our songs. But yeah. I'm sure if you well, took the time, which I honestly cannot encourage you strongly enough <laughs> to do. Uh, you could probably see all the influences that we pulled from different areas. Oh yeah, we like, we do stuff that like, 
pulls from folk music, from yeah. like punk rock. We have one whole time change. Well, on one our album. entire. I mean, it's like four four to like three four, but I mean, which is huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Probably stands out, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No one's ever done it before, too, which is cool. So yeah, yeah. If you I think we're actually pioneering the time yeah. change. That's what we're gonna call it anyway. A time yeah. signature change. A time signature change. Yeah. Sure. So we're, and just... we're changing our name to Mumford and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be sweet. Do you have a song you want to go to with the background? Yeah, sure. Uh, I've got a song. Since we were talking about kind of going back to your roots, yeah, yeah. this one is definitely going back to my roots. It's a, a band called Bikini Kill. Awesome. Uh, they're a punk rock band. They were pretty heralded for helping commence the Riot Girl movement, whether or not that was on purpose to them. I, I, I was reading a little bit about it, and I guess I'm not necessarily sure if they supported that title or not. So I don't know, like, regardless of how that goes into Yeah, I don't know for sure either, but I always thought it was kind of similar to Minor Threat with the Straight Edge thing. Yeah. Where it's like people just kind of... Yeah, associate them with them. And I know that they did a media blackout about the Girl Riot thing because they weren't sure it was being represented properly in the media. But, like, despite all that, the tie-in is because the song is called Carnival. Perfect. And, uh, well, she tells you what the song's about in the introduction, so I'll just let her take it away. That was a uh, carnival by Bikini Kill. Yeah, that was really good. Great. And yeah, the, the intro definitely explains what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, punk rock and it's sarcasm. Like I was just saying while we were listening to it, it just always like just tries to push the buttons and bring up the topical situations yeah. that make people uncomfortable sometimes. Some people like it though. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's kind of in your face, edgy, inflammatory. Yeah. That's almost the weird thing about pop punk because pop punk kind of doesn't have that edge to it. I mean, the sounds the same musically. Like, I mean, it's obviously yeah, in a lot of ways. But right? I mean, something like Blink One Eight Two, they're like it's dick and fart jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's not, not well, I think that's why it doesn't appeal to a lot of people too, is because it's really safe and yeah. it just doesn't have yeah. that edge yeah. to it. But I think that on the flip side of the coin, that's also why it does appeal to so many people. Because it's basically you know, lowest common denominator. Yeah, right. Yeah, like well, it, it's a love it or hate it thing. Right? Yeah, it's like you got the fast drum beats and like the like turned up distortion yeah. on the guitars but and like sing along hooks and stuff yeah yeah, yeah yeah but yeah i love me and my punk rock yeah it's good, good stuff for sure yeah nice. so yeah um the new album uh is it, it's gonna be uh, cd i'm assuming uh, and digital is that the yeah yeah 
That's just, I guess, the most easiest. Yeah, way. I mean, really, I guess we haven't really discussed it as a band, but it's likely to end up on like YouTube and yeah, Bandcamp. We were just actually like thinking about doing the album as a bi-monthly curated box of snacks. Yeah, <laughs> Bojack Horseman. But, uh, <laughs> CDs and digital downloads was definitely the way to go. It's just more convenient. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's whatever facet you can get your music out there under, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you worry about, you probably don't care if someone gets it, steals it or anything. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't I encourage it. If you can find our stuff and steal it, we don't want to see a dime. You take that. Yeah, this is like, we're definitely at a level where, and I hope to always be at a level where it's more important for us to get our music heard than to yeah. cash in a check. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it would obviously be super be cool nice to, to check, like, yeah. live off making music, yeah. but... I, it's much more important to me to yeah like as it stands I'll be impoverished and the rest of us will be impoverished whether someone steals it or not so right. rather they just have it yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly at least are listening to it right yeah. Yeah. yeah is that I mean it just seems like that's a thing that uh, almost doesn't matter anymore like it used to you know uh, late 90s around that period it mattered to everybody everyone was freaking out about it yeah, now Napster yeah, yeah. I, mean, does anybody, I don't think anyone even cares about stealing music anymore really you know? yeah, some people do I mean like well we have friends who are playing in um a punk band, Little Black Lungs, they're phenomenal, and they have business cards that encourage people to steal yeah, their music. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like the mantra, right? Because of the online world, it's so easily accessible yeah. that, like, rather than try and fight it, why don't you just lean into it and let people have the music? I mean, there was a big, I, I like, I haven't really paid much attention to it, but I know, like, there's a bunch of big artists who are kind of like taking their stands. Yeah. I think like a couple oh, months ago. Are you talking ago. about that title debacle? I don't yeah, even that know. Thing is ridiculous, yeah. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. I mean, if you want to, do. But what a ridiculous system to distribute music. Just like all of these artists with vested interests in their product. Obviously, you want to make money off of it, but it just seems like it's coming from the wrong place. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But this is like something that people could sit around and argue about for days on end, right? Because you're either on one side of it or you're not, Well, here's right? the thing. Like, since I'm nervous, I'm going to admit a lot of stuff. I love Taylor Swift. Super unironically, once again. <laughs> yeah. My homegirl, <laughs> Swifty. But isn't she on title? Didn't she pull a bunch of stuff from On, like, mother? Spotify. Actually, that's what I, I was going to Yeah, she yeah. pulled a bunch of, like, stuff off Spotify. Like, just, like, a really shameful power play. Not necessarily, like, by her, I would assume, but maybe her marketing team. Okay. Regardless, or the label super uncool in the spirit of art, which I'm not saying she necessarily produces, but I know <laughs> whatever it is that she is putting out there. So here we are. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess then the follow-up question that is, why not just give it away for free? From the get go, I mean, obviously, you want to make money to pay. Uh, for well, actually, the plan with this one is by donation. Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever you want to pay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. if you if it's whatever you want to pay, if you don't want to pay anything for it, fine, take Just one take anyway. It, listen to it. Yeah. If you yeah. feel it was worth like. A quarter, we'll take the yeah, quarter. Right? No, right. absolutely. I'm just gonna carry a bunch of CDs in my pocket with me at all times. And if you were within arm's reach, I will whip a CD at you if you ask yeah, me. Hundred yeah, yeah. uh, percent free. Within arm's reach, that would hurt. Within arm's reach. <laughs> yeah, I didn't CD really think about the distance. I'm sorry to engage <laughs> yeah. it properly in this theoretical situation where I'm throwing CDs. <laughs> it's okay. I have bad depth perception. Too. <laughs> Probably miss anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason I'm a musician it's and not like a pitcher. Yeah, just drop it right on the ground. <laughs> Are you, are you going to try and sell it in stores and stuff too, or is it just going to be at shows? Uh, Honestly, we never even considered the possibility of doing that. <laughs> we were like, who's going to want this? <laughs> no, I mean, in all seriousness, we'd like to like probably take some of the music traders yeah. and stuff. Yeah, because you, the listener, will want this. Obviously, um, right? And right. not We're not always on available to just drop whatever we're doing and come deliver it to you yourself. Right. So, uh, like, it would be easy to, like, kind of pop some stuff in. And you never know, right? Like... 
you pop five CDs in a music trader or into the music Someone or something. Yeah, somebody just flipping through, checks out the artwork, which is great for this album, by the way. It was done by Mari White. Okay. Who's a fantastic artist. She has a lot of line drawing. Yeah, phenomenal. It's great. I actually haven't cleared this with her yet, but I want to get... There's like a like a caribou. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen the picture. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen it, you'll you can like look it up and stuff. But I actually want to get that tattooed on me. Oh, really? So I I still have to reach out to her. Maybe if she hears this, she'll just give me permission. Right. Yeah. If she does wind up hearing this, she also recently had an art exhibit. uh, It was called Lineage that we forgot to promote on our Facebook page and just general social media because we're degenerates and we (laughs) forget things really easily. So, Mari, if you do wind up hearing this, we are super sorry. Uh, But definitely, any art you need, she's. Like, phenomenal artist. I've never met her personally. I know Brendan knows her. I actually used to go to high school with her, but... But, yeah, I really couldn't be happier with the art. So, clear yeah. all expectations. So, yeah, like I, like I said, like, maybe that'll be enough to, like, draw somebody in. I think totally. it might be, because it really is eye-catching. Yeah, in this situation, definitely, definitely, definitely judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Well, I think you guys have had pretty decent kind of visual stuff. I mean, I think you've got one t-shirt with all of your faces. Yeah, yeah. It's a great stretch. We actually are, um, we're also bringing in, um, we have some new merchandise. We're getting tank tops printed for all the people who complained about not wanting to wear t-shirts. We, uh... uh, Is that a thing? Does it get people... Well, okay. In all all fairness, it was, um, we only got male t-shirts. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, the shoulders are a little weird. There's not necessarily as much room, like, the chest or wherever you would need the extra room. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of the girls who did wind up buying shirts, and once again, they are, like, fitted for a male body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just destroying them. No, I mean, like, whatever, take it, like, take it and, like, take the sleeves off and everything like no, that. No, they look infinitely better than the original product, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we wanted to, like, you know, get some tanks out there. And, you know, it's summer, we're playing a June release, we right. figure maybe some people would rather get a white tank top than a black t-shirt. Yeah. I'll probably wind up wearing them. I won't tell people I'm in the band, though, because then I'll look like a loser. Yeah, it's true. The design <laughs> is super cool. Mac yeah. and I wound up working on it. He did the majority of it, and then I tweaked it a little bit. Yeah, so I think we're actually adopting it as our, like... As our logo. A finite logo. Yeah. We're also... <laughs> we're getting tattoos together as a band because we're super Everyone lame. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Brendan knows somebody who's learning how to tattoo. And oh, yeah. we, uh, so well, you get it for cheap? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I will let you practice tattooing on me in exchange for free practice tattoos. Yeah, exactly. But just get the little Phi symbol because we use it in the logo and we just thought it'd be like kind of fun. And Phi is a very important number. It's yeah, it's true. Idea. I don't it's know. It's the theme of the name too for the Greek. Greek yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, do you guys have something else? Uh, when you uh, selection with Mac. I? Oh, oh, I'm not gonna go. Mac can go. Mac was supposed to be here. Sure. Mac's going to Bonnaroo because he's super cool and uh, way, way cooler than we can be. With apparently a lot more money, <laughs> <laughs> which is also sweet. You should get him to buy the van. Yeah, you should just Mac buy the van. <laughs> so what, what did he? What did he want to play? Uh, well. Keeping in the spirit of old music that we were like really into in our teens, it's really not that old. We're actually just a bunch of men children who never outgrew our teens. Yeah, I guess it's like dumb hearing like a twenty-four-year-old be like, "Oh, well, back in the day," but like you know, to me, it's back in the day. I'm twelve. What is this? (laughs) But uh, he picked Carousel by Blink One Eighty Two, like we were talking about earlier, which is arguably the most fantastic song ever (laughs) of all time.
And that was Blink One Eighty Two, and uh, that one guy in Blink One Eighty Two has the worst voice ever. Like <laughs> Tom DeLonge. Yeah, oh, it's awful. I it's saw awful. him live. That's right, I saw them live, and it was hilarious. Does he mean to do that bad or worse live? Yeah, it was like later in his career, and he was trying really hard not to sound bad, which somehow made it way worse. Because the other dude has like the typical pop punk voice, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. kind of clean or whatever. And then that guy's just like, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, but we were actually. Blink one four five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a show that we went to, and they actually kind of got me back on my kick, my little Blink one eighty two kick. Little. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Lifetime secret love affair I've had. <laughs> not so secret. Yeah, not so secret now. I guess on the radio. Now everyone knows you. Yeah. Oh God. I'd be shamed. Oh, no, everyone aside. knows you like Blink one eighty two. Whatever will you do? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, it was sweet. They were playing these folk covers. Yeah, folk country kind of. And they were just. I was just singing along, having a ball. They were ripping it up. It yeah. was really impressive. Uh, so yeah, I yeah, definitely. They're gonna be on the show uh, soon. And, uh, yeah, yeah. We had the one guy on the show before, like last year, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they have another one coming up. There was I, I heard rumors they were doing Weezer. Yeah. This time that would be cool. Which is awesome. In that style would be. Really yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah. We get, so I noticed that throughout the whole conversation here, you guys have both been. Uh, Talking about things that you're sort of like unironically, as if you should like it ironically. Like, <laughs> do you think there's such thing as a, a guilty pleasure? Because I, I used to think there was. I used to think, oh, I, I should tell him I like this. But now it's like, if I like something, I don't even give a shit what anyone thinks. Like, that's. I, I totally agree with that. If someone makes fun of you for something that you genuinely enjoy, yeah. they're lame. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I like, mean, there's like, nothing, there's nothing bad. Like, there's nothing that's you know subjective. It's your own taste, right? Yeah. Right. Like the. I mean, if like you like Blink-182, you should embrace it. Yeah, yeah, no. And, like, you know, we like to joke and bug each other yeah, about, yeah. like, our... Yeah, I'll razz you and everyone else to the ends of the earth, but I won't actually insult you for your taste. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? right. I, I, yeah, I, I was just gonna say, like, I don't necessarily believe in the concept of a guilty pleasure. I also was totally the same way. Like, I listened to, like, a couple bands, and it yeah. was just super embarrassing, and I was like, oh, God, I hope no one looks at my oh, iPod yeah, while yeah. I'm listening yeah. to this. Yeah. But now I'm just like, whatever, man, like... Yeah. I like what I like. You're gonna like it or hate it, and it's especially at this point in time. I mean, high school is a completely different ball game. Yeah, a lot well, of the music that I liked when I was in high school, I was obviously teased for, and also just generally beaten up. Like, <laughs> I'm talking after school special, like shoved in a locker kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like there's no need for it anymore, right? Like we're all friends. Like yeah. we're not gonna yeah. stop being. Yeah, friends Yeah, like with each I don't need someone's musical taste to differ from mine to shove them in a locker. <laughs> exactly. You, you can just, just do it. Do it. Because you're bigger than them. Exactly. If I want to shove a thirteen-year-old into a locker, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. By the way, he's actually not allowed at Grand Park anymore. That is entirely untrue. But yeah, no, it's just a weird, I just noticed you guys were saying that a lot, you know, it's ironically. Yeah, I think it's just like one of those things that we just say for no real reason. Well, there's that whole cultural movement where everyone's too afraid to like stuff. Totally, yeah. Like, I, I think don't know the whole listening to something ironically thing is, it became something that happened, everyone was doing it, it's like, oh, I like, and they wear a shirt of some metal band they never heard before, but they were, it's like, oh, I like this band, I don't know, it's, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like the whole hipster thing, which is a horrible word because it doesn't really mean anything, but I've always thought of a hipster as being... Someone who buys a record by an obscure band, oh, uh, sorry, a regular person who likes music is someone who buys a record by an obscure band because they happen to like the band and take it home and listen to it. A hipster is someone who buys a record by an obscure band because they're obscure and leaves it strategically in their apartment so when their friends come over they'll see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's this whole like pseudo high society tasting music <laughs> thing. Like you're somehow superior because you put in all this time and effort yeah. to find obscure artists that aren't even necessarily good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just weird. I've... Yeah, me and Brendan get teased mercilessly by our friends. Like we get this, called hipsters all the time. Yeah. But oh man, like I, I'm like I totally. There's a couple of obscure bands that I'm like really, really into. But it's genuinely because I'm into them. Yeah, right? like and because it makes you super freaking cool. Yeah, super like way cooler <laughs> than anyone cool. else. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean whatever. And like nowadays with the internet, everyone can everyone can find this. Yeah, like you just, they have a Wikipedia yeah, page. Like yeah. how yeah, obscure no, are they? There's right? not even any real effort put into like not necessarily that, but there is minimal effort required to discover new music. Yeah, thanks yeah. To, so you just press some buttons and it's right yeah, there. The yeah. internet yeah. superhighway. Yeah. yeah, someone like Australia could find one of your songs. Too. Yeah, exactly. And vice versa. And vice versa, exactly. Yeah, the internet is magic. Uh, it is, it is. And you can listen to a podcast. You know? Yeah, exactly. You hear me talking to obscure hipster bands. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice tie-in. Oh, that was a good I'm waiting for a spike when I look yeah, at that. That's going to be a clip for sure. <laughs> oh, We're sorry, no. listener. That was a high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just slapping each other. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's definitely too, like, especially when you like... I... I like to think that I have a pretty diverse taste in music yeah. and I think like most of the people we know just do now right yeah, like yeah. it's beyond just so easily yeah yeah right so like on radio, yeah. my least favorite thing is when you ask someone what they like and they say everything but country yeah and it's like what country's amazing what are you talking I, about you listen to the wrong yeah country. you're listening yeah. to the wrong yeah. that's actually music. a good tie-in for a song that I have okay cool what do you but mean? uh I also want to know like this city has some really good country in some it of the best country in i would venture to say not just the province but maybe even canada yeah it's unbelievable i uh like we're gonna i guess like just do the plugs because i like i just thoroughly enjoy them i've like listened to the kieran weston's buffalo band album at work all the time and one that i've really gotten into is richard inman yes his album he's 30 days is phenomenal i saw him perform at um the young performers at folk fest that was the first time i'd ever been introduced to him and he, one of the most moving performances I'd seen all festival, not even like the big names, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. that kind of stuff. And uh, I also saw Micah Ehrenberg. Yeah, yeah. Play. And I, like, I know they play around together yeah. a lot. But that song, I'm not sure what the title is. It may very well be Morphine, but it, it is, is Morphine. Definitely about Morphine. No, it's, it's called Morphine. And that song gets me super Jimmy Jazz. Uh, <laughs> nice Clash reference. Yeah, exactly. Rock. I meant Lemon Cullen reference. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was, it's not even just country. Like, I think Winnipeg has like a really big like roots, folk, blues kind of. It's all kind oh, of yeah. tied in together, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
But what was the subconscious? Oh yeah, right. Where's your um, tie in, Jacques? Oh, the tie in. So okay. This is <laughs> this is a country band. Uh, they're actually on the same label as Movina Galore. Awesome. They are Canadian. They're not from Winnipeg. They're from Edmonton, but they're called Owls by Nature. Didn't you play with them as Modern Man? Yeah, I had a previous band. Well, not I personally had the previous you band, but I was part of a band called Modern Man for a little while with okay. a guy, Lucas Roger, who is now in Roger Roger, okay. and uh, Zeph and Luke, and we got to play with them and Movina Galore at the Albert. And it was the first time I saw them. They're unbelievable. Next time they come through town, you should definitely check them out. What's the connection? Uh, the song is called Ferris Wheel, <laughs> and that is pretty much it. Uh, yeah, so this is Alice by Nature. Check it out.
Yeah, the song Ferris Wheel off their, not their latest album, but their second latest album, uh, Everything is Hunted. Cool. And uh, just to remind people, you guys have a new album coming out, and uh, before we go here, if you can remind listeners where they can find your record, uh, where, they, where they can see you live. Yeah, absolutely. Where they can find your record. Um, well, you can see us June 26th at the Park Theatre, if this is coming out before June 26th, if not, too bad for you. Yeah. Uh, there are rumors that we may or may not be playing Shine On Music Festival. Oh, probably not. We we don't actually know that, but we but might you're be. You're hopeful, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, Shine On's not going to be announcing their lineup to the public okay. until the day of, so, like Maybe. we said, shrouded, shrouded in mystery. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, so that so. you'll be able to see us there. And June 26th with Moon Tam, Mobina Galore, Mabel's Flight, and... Ben Figler playing the lobby of the Park Theater. Cool. Uh, music starts at eight. Tickets are ten bucks in advance or twelve bucks at the door. And then, as far as your online, I mean, people are able to buy the album through Bandcamp or? Uh, yeah, by donation, we think. I guess by Bandcamp would be the easiest. Uh, way to it, do. Yeah, as far as the immediate future is concerned, that looks likely. We're trying to set up a bunch of other like distribution methods, but as it stands, Facebook is the most central way to get a hold of us. So what, 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 are your, what are your, your links? What do, I mean, I'll put them on the Witch Police page. Yeah, too, yeah absolutely. Facebook.com slash Greek Riots MB. Okay. That's one. As, that's one. We got a bunch oh, yeah, of different, different right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We still haven't yeah. figured out. Yeah. Greek Riots. Uh, oh, Instagram is Greek Riots. That's it. Just Greek Riots. Yeah. Greek riots, backslash Greek Riots. Yeah, we snagged that one. Twitter is Greek Riots 1. Yeah. We really right. have to organize this. Yeah, I've been yeah, fishing yeah. for it for so long, but... Uh, I'm not very tech savvy. I don't under, I don't, I don't know. I'm like the equivalent of a 90 year old grandmother right. on a computer who is not tech savvy. Who is not <laughs> yeah, tech savvy? On top of that, I, I don't mean to stereotype. I'm sure there's <laughs> all of our 90 year old listeners are gonna be pissed off. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Ooh, that whippersnapper." So I think that's about it. I'm not entirely sure. Do we even have any other social media? Do you have to give us like a legit website? Uh, um, not yet, because websites are expensive they too. Are, they websites are. are like vans, but on the internet and not vans. A little yeah. smaller, yeah. Uh, we we do we do kind of we've been talking about getting one going. We'll definitely be sharing it. But like like Brendan said, the best way to get a hold of us or follow us right now is definitely on our Facebook. Facebook.com/slash GreekRidesMB. Cool. All right, well, for people who want to hear more episodes of this show, whichpolice.com is the place to be. Uh, click on podcasts. All 130-something episodes at this point are there for free download and streaming. Uh, you can also hear us Monday nights at 11 on UMFM, and uh, those are episodes from a few months earlier, so it kind of gives each show like a second win. You get to hear it again if you missed it the first time, but uh, they're always there to download on the site. Uh, we're also part of the uh, Garbage Hell Podcast Network, which we recommend everyone checks out. It's garbagehellnetwork.com. And it's just uh, like a loose kind of uh, grouping of local people doing this on different topics. There's like 10 or 11 shows on there now. Uh, everything from sports to music to comic books to video games to pretty much anyone with an interest in something picking up a microphone and going in and interviewing people or talking about it or whatever. So uh, it's all, the whole purpose of it is just to get listeners to each other's shows. So if someone hears you guys on here and likes this show and goes to there, maybe they also like comic books, maybe they also like hockey, maybe they also like comedy whatever it's like yeah. uh, we definitely can so talk we, about comic books we could oh show what star to, wars too yeah i was gonna say what we need to take away from this is that if you like things go there go uh, there one of those things will hopefully be uh yeah uh, alley. so but yeah check it out uh you know we're on the usual facebook twitter soundcloud all that stuff and yeah we're gonna close out on a song all right the theme, so what do you got? well last song is uh actually what i was hoping to be able to go out on it's uh that's where it's at sam by imaginary cities 
Uh, I want to tell you what album it's off of, but I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to play the song. The way it ties in is uh, there is a loose mention of a parade at one point. Okay. Uh, but the important thing to take away from this particular song is that it's excellent and <laughs> her voice is angelic. Cool. All right, well, thanks for having me again, guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us on the show. It's always a blast.